Okay, it's the 17th of October 2010. We're in Paris. And Bodo um, is going to give us a talk. It's been evolving over time. And it might be another expansion on the four pillars of yeah. the DV. Okay, it's something to do with the plan of the forces of evil on this planet. In other words, the way that the Dark Brotherhood want to take over the planet you have to all understand now that this is the recapitulation of ancient Atlantis that caused Atlantis to be sunk. So there's a higher version of that particular ancient war that leads up to it that is now being established for the fifth root race. The Atlantean era was the fourth. What we all have to properly understand is that the Dark Brotherhood are very intelligent and lords of cunning. They have been given, and there's four great DB on the cosmic mental plane focused with intent upon this planet. And we talked about them, I talked about them earlier in relationship to the four pillars of evil. They have their power base in America and Europe more specifically at this particular stage we know in the second world war it was focused upon the Nazi regime and the communist Russia and, hmm? can I ask you a question? yes always I was just wondering how things may have evolved since that second world war because Hitler was quite a greater power above those that were underneath him, like was he like the point of a four-sided pyramid in relationship to that mandala? No, the mandala at that time was not just Hitler. It was Hitler, it was Stalin, it was the Tojo Herbert was in Japan, uh-huh. and it was Mussolini. Oh, right. So there was four main avatars of the black camp that incarnated at that particular time and they were involved in the the militaristic takeover of the world. You have to understand with regards to Hitler, it was Nazi socialism. Mm -hmm. With regards to Mussolini, it was fascism. Mm -hmm. With regards to Stalin, it was totalitarianism, Mm -hmm. ruthless totalitarianism. And with regards to Japan... It was nationalistic aggression, a form of totalitarianism. They started with the invasion of China. Mm. Uh, For Japan, the purpose was resources. It lacks some oil on the whole, but it lacks all sorts of natural resources, Mm. the minerals, uh, the iron ore and things like that. Mm. And so to gain those, because it was now a a, um, militaristic power, it invaded other countries. It first, of course, invaded China in the 1930s mm. and took over a great swathe uh, um, of China. And we all know of the phrase, the rape of Nanking, mm-hmm. which was a horrible atrocity that was mm. committed upon those people. Their main objective was to supply, or to, to secure oil. And the closest oil field was actually down in Indonesia. So you understand their war, when they finally started, it went all the way down south, Mm. um, following the... They had to overtake country after country to get that. Mm. 
They were hoodwinked into starting a war anyway by America. Um, well, we won't go into all of that. Now, the other thing we have to understand with regards to fascism, which uh, Mussolini and um, Hitler were essentially fascism. So Hitler had this this Nazi pro ideology as well. It was much more cult in its mm. basis, mm. and it had the superior race, you know, the, this concept. Um, concept. And it was antithetical to Jews and, and homosexuals. Now, the fascism, the definition of fascism, is the fusion of the state of state and capital. In other words, the companies of the of the country are taken over by the state. So you get wealthy industrialists and the ruling elite united and controlling the resources and the output of the common masses. But that could be a good thing, couldn't it? No. But it's, it's only a good thing if the ruling elite is absolutely wise and loving. Yeah. But here we get the ruling elite that's ruthlessly in power, suppressing the masses. Yeah, like if mm. the government obviously was completely... Um, yeah, we're talking about Dark Brotherhood, we're not talking about sure. White Brotherhood. No, so fascism is basically the polar opposite to capitalism, in other words, where in capitalism it's private companies buy out all of the government's resources which are owned by the people. Right? Capitalism is theory is the way to market. If the market left to itself, in order to gain market share, the company or the entrepreneur must compete with other similar entrepreneurs and therefore they stop monopolies. Mm-hmm. The governments make sure there's no monopolies so that capitalism can work. So in the history of capitalism in America, you get the breakup of big monopolistic, which they try to do with Microsoft, for instance, mm-hmm. in some of their software, because it was just too monopolistic. Mm-hmm. Once you're a monopoly, then you can set the price. There's no more competition, and mm-hmm. capitalism demands competition. Mm-hmm. It's like that's being lost now in, in the West. That's right. Fascism destroys mm-hmm. that. Fascism is that the government... Mm-hmm sets the rules. So it will impose state-owned monopolies over the masses. Mm. And it works through military dictatorship. So it has a very strong police state that is there in Mussolini's Italy. It was the brown shirts. They were thugs, basically, the mafia and whatever that was conscripted and they belted up people, killed people on the streets, whatever, if they did not comply with the dictate. So it's a, a quite a brutal police state. It necessitates the entire social security apparatus, the CIA sort of version, watching that this is what's being established in America. Mm. America now is fascist. It's a total brutal fascist regime. And by every definition of the term now, sometimes they use the term plutocracy, which is the rule of the rich. And the Europeans have been forced and arm-twisted by America also to become fascist. But the Europeans are not so docile. They actually sort of rebel on the streets. They riot. They have huge marches protests, they're much more educated they're not controlled by Fox Media and all the other sort of mainstream news they have that control 
but it's not as controlled. And the Americans um, eliminated the labor um, unions. Reagan did that with, when he broke the strike of the air controllers. Just brought in the military air controllers, fired them all, and that was it. The unions were broken. What we're looking at now is fascist takeover of the Western world. Can you identify any... I mean, it's easy in retrospect to look at the Second World War and identify four rising powers as as DB um, strongholds. But can you identify any rising power? I mean, obviously, we we can look at America, but in other places in the world where these... Or, or if there are any four individuals? Not so much individuals. You have the leaders of nations. In America, it doesn't matter who gets voted in, mm. whether it's a Democrat or whether it's a Republican. They are controlled. Like yeah, they're controlled by the corporations. Mm. Likewise in England. So basically you get the two big dark brotherhood nations, America and England. Mm. They were the victors of the of the Second World War. Nazi Germany was the king, dark brotherhood power, mm. and America is even more so the key dark brotherhood power on this planet. The dark brotherhood are like the white. They looked at their lessons of the Second World War. Mm. They analysed where they made the mistakes, mm. and now they're improving on that. Mm. They sort of got multinationalism happening first so the mandala is basically spread all over the planet as opposed to just in Europe because Germany really only had yeah and Germany was a relatively small power compared to America 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 is huge you know 300 million population and it's totally totally now a fascist police state Mm. so and, of course, the coalition of the willing. You can look at Australia, but Australia is a very weak fascist state, mm. certainly becoming more fascist. It doesn't have enough power internationally. Oh, no, it doesn't have the power internationally. And we do have a non-destroyed union system when we have a Green Party that's actually functional. Mm. Whereas Maggie Thatcher destroyed the unions also in England with the coal miner strike. She broke mm. their back. So Reagan did it in America, Thatcher did it in um, England, and um, I think at the time we had a Labour government in Australia and they weren't going to break the backs of... Mm. <laughs> we had Keating in at the time, I think, and he went that way and introduced many of those... Yeah, he was, he was heavily mm. criticised for mm. destroying yeah. the um, relationship with America, was it? OK. So, and then you get the Europeans themselves... You get the big hydra now manifested as the European common market, the European Union. Why is it a bad thing, though? When it first established, I said it was a great thing because any form of union that's cooperative and working towards a single monetary system, um, unified sort of politics and so forth, was a great thing. But it's been totally sidetracked and taken over by the Dark Brotherhood because... It's totally dominated by America. The One of the octopuses, one of the biggest octopus arm of America is squeezing the life out of the European Union. Mm. Therefore, they've taken on board the American horror story economic system. 
And this is what we're seeing all over the world, all over Europe now. Bail out the bankers, take the money from the taxpayers, legalise their frauds, their criminal actions, and so forth. Subsidise certain products, free trade, that sort of, those agreements have made... Yes, NAFTA, the World Bank, GATT, um, the World Trade Organization, these are all American institutions and they all DB. And of course, the United Nations itself is basically an American. It's taken over by the moneyed powers. And it works basically this way, is that um, you want funding? Who's going to give you the money? for any of your organisations. And so it's basically the Western powers that have by far the greater say. And of course, it's the veto of those five countries. And um, America is ruthless when it comes to its way. Now, this is now the background of the new sorcery. In Atlantis, you saw there was more or less witchcraft it was a feminine dispensation and it was a feminine form of sorcery. Mm. This sorcery is sorcery. It's masculine-based and it's more powerful. It's more militarised. When you say more powerful, do you mean that masculine power is greater than feminine or is it more grounded or what are you implying? The male ego... Mm is war, it's fighting, it's um, ruthless extermination of... Uh, it's rape, pillage, plunder, yeah, yeah. right? The feminine is different. It's got to do with desire, Acquisitive. acquisitiveness. Mm. There's killing and death, but it's a different form. It's um, through spells, through witchcraft, as we call it. Also, of course, through physical means. The other thing is that the sorcery of the Atlanteans was solar plexus-based. The sorcery of this generation is manas. It's mind. It's throat. It's concrete mind. Mm. Hard, cruel, rocky, unyielding. Sorry. Yeah. So the other one was more psychic. This one here is physically oriented. Can I ask a question? It's just a slight diversion. And during the period of um, Elizabeth. England had a great time of, of expansion. That was when they started really expanding and, and England became like the first superpower, really, isn't it? Is that to do with the fact that it was ruled by a woman at the time, so that great period of acquisitiveness and expansion into um, other Well, lands? sure, it was it, certainly that, that probably had a good deal to do with it. But she had very good male advisers. Mm. She had, for instance, the um, Francis Bacon, who mm. was you know, master mm. artist. She had very good advisers, and it was the whole situation. They were an island nation, and they had to defend themselves against the Armada, mm. and they worked out that they really needed a strong navy. Mm. Once, through the stroke of good luck, Armada was vanquished. From then onwards, the England put its resources into navy expanding yeah. territories as well well the navy automatically produced that mm, yeah that's what navies do the, the ships yeah. go off and sail and they find all these yeah. if they're not fighting someone then they're fighting someone okay so since i've 
talked to Ruth and um, talked about the four pillars of evil, and this is now a continuation of that. The plan of the Dark Brotherhood is now more clear in my head. It's quite obvious now what they plan to do for taking over this planet. And their power play is now manifesting full steam ahead. On the net, they're talking about the One World Government, the Bilderberg Group, the Rothschilds and so forth. This is basically what the DB are on about. Now, I'll try to explain it in... um, It's One World Government, most definitely, controlled by the maniac, the corporate power elite in America. They have absolutely not a skerrick of love for humanity. They're willing to kill millions and millions and millions of people so that their resources of their nations can be stolen. That's where we're at now. And that includes the American nation. So what we've seen now is a power... uh, Before I say this, let us be very clear that it's sorcery. It's high-level sorcery. The leaders of the world, we're talking about the Western world on the whole, and certainly whoever gets in to power in America is one or other of the sorcerers from past ages. We can see quite clearly that Obama, he promised the Democrats, the people that voted them in, all these promises, and then he broke every one of them. He turned traitor to the people that... And that's the double head. And it doesn't matter whether it's Bush. And therefore Obama is more powerful of a sorcerer than Bush. Bush is more watery and Obama's full cunning mind. Both pawns by a higher up group that are the manipulators of capital. This particular power play of the Dark Brotherhood has got to do with resources, in other words, capital, commodities, the cornering of the world's resources, and to the enslavement of all the people on this planet for the power elite, and using military might as the backbone to it. How can you say, though, that Obama is any different than any other politician? Because just because of the fact that, you know, we all say you can't trust a politician, and just about every one of them will give promises before they're voted in and then go back on those No, promises. no, but not, like not, like, not like him, which is wholesale treachery. See, to John those Howard that did But Howard is right-wing. Howard is the, the Liberal Party. You can expect in Australia for the Liberal Party to go for you know, the uh, extreme right. You can expect the Republicans in America to do the same, but Obama was not a Republican. He was a Democrat. Democrat. That's the thing. He's, he went extreme right-wing. And that's what we mean by traitor. Mm-hmm. He's a traitor to his own party as well. He's a traitor his to his word. own party, that's right. Mm-hmm. He's the traitor to the people that elected him in because they were Democrats hoping for a Democrat. Mm. 
So what you're seeing, and I'll focus on America because that's the power play behind it all. And I want you all to understand that what we're seeing now evident is the Dark Brotherhood power play now manifesting before everyone's eyes. And hierarchy have their own plan, their own countervailing plan. They have also worked it out. It's a chess game. This is black smooth. Right? Mm. And hierarchy will move their white pawns or their white pieces immediately afterwards. The Dark Brotherhood have now played a very powerful black yeah, their black queen has now sort of been put into play and is threatening, you know, checkmate to the white players. And this is where on the the game of world politics we are at right now. Depending on how White Brotherhood responds to this, the DB will either take over this planet or not. It's that precarious. All their cards on the table. Their power play is in full motion. So on the ground, what decision does this rest on? Like you say, the Black Queen has made its move. Um, what move do you interpret it to be in physical plane? Everything that you see on this planet. Yeah. The full machination of the four pillars of evil. And full, full-born strength. Now, we can go into this now a little bit. One of the things I will repeat again, it's world government they want. In other words, they want to eliminate national borders on the whole. Whatever country that exists that is nationalistic, um, according to this power play, must be totally subordinate to the ruling power elite. And it's a money elite. The American military is just simply part of the money elite. One of the things that is very important to understand, whether they're military men or whether they are part of the U.S. Senate, the, the Congress, in other words, government, these people, when they get out of their present jobs as congressmen or military, then next advancement is a very cushy job as the head of a multinational corporation, Mm -hmm. right? Then they can um, be part of the big boys getting their hundreds of billions of dollars worth of kickbacks from whatever Mm -hmm. it is in to be super wealthy. They've made it. They're in the club. So whether they are sort of um, high... um, you know, four-star generals or whatever, or whether they're congressmen, that's their step. It's just a, um, a resume for them, the, the curriculum reader, the, this exoteric stepping stone of being a president of the United States or whatever. Because the real game is the money game. Um, and there's um, and this power elite, this money power elite, is sprinkled all over the world. It's Murdoch, for instance, we we know quite well, but um, there's some Australians, there's Europeans, of course, America, Japanese, wherever there's this vested influence of corporate dominance. 
the world's richest, you know, the richest Indian, you know, Mittal, whatever, could well be part of this. And of course, you get the Arab sheiks, the ruling elite there, the same. I'm talking about Saudi Arabia, not Iran. So they are a cabal of power. They think the same. They're totally insulated from the pain and suffering of the common people, the death and destruction of nations. They move from their private jets to their five-star hotel accommodation, and most of which they own anyway. The super-rich cars... Fortified reality. Fort, and it's fortified. Yeah. They're surrounded by security guards and so forth. Plus a moat from the rest of existence. That's right. And so this is their world. Mm. And the rest of us get nowhere near that. But there's a whole pile of people of younger dark brotherhood that want to enter into that. And it's money. It's bankers and it's militarization. The military machines of the West are but the mechanism of power expression of the corporate elite. Right? And this is the power of the Dark Brotherhood. And then now that is being backed up by what they did in the fascist state and in communist countries, which is surveillance, increasing fear and surveillance through CIA, through the Patriot Act and that version of it in our country, the Western world, through all of the destruction of the civil liberties that has happened since 9-11. You can quite clearly see that all of these Western countries, the, the, the leaders of them all, are complicit in that great crime the American government committed against its own people. They all have the power to reason that a building does not, modern building, we're talking about Building 7, for instance, was never hit by a plane, does not fall down of its own accord based on an office fire. Office fires do not melt steel. Cannot melt steel. It's against the laws of physics. Anyone with any intelligence can work that out. Therefore, these Western governments, the leaders of them, are by and large complicit part of this cabal or else their arms have been twisted by America so they have no choice because they're part of the European Union. See, the European Union has been taken over by Dark Brotherhood, by America. It's the problem. But is it taken over or is it just experiencing the the pressure or the risk of um, economic... um... What you have to understand with the European Union is NATO. Mm. Right, NATO is America. It's American-based. It's America power. It's everywhere in NATO you have American military stations. Do you think that Europe is non-nuclear power? No. There's America stores nuclear weapons in Germany and Turkey and many other countries, mm. and they're there for NATO to use. Do you think that those anti-missile systems, the radar sort of um, deployments that they put in Poland and Czechoslovakia and other, is aimed against Iran? No, it's aimed against Russia and China. It's all America. It's also a 
way of saying to Europe. That's right. You know, we're, we're here. And we've got our thumb on you yeah. because America is all over NATO. NATO doesn't need any of that. It can look after itself. There's no threats. Why is NATO still there? Why does NATO still exist? See, and the same goes with corporatization. They've basically taken on the American model of monetization, the American um, system of free market enterprise. That and derivative trading. This is America. America has... And that's the reason why, because they've bought the American currency. The American currency is the world's reserve. And NATO, um, the European Union, have bought into this. They were competing for a while with their euro, but America made sure that that euro could not compete. So you understand, it's through militarization and through the control of by imposing upon Europe through the stupidity of the European legislators, the American system of free enterprise, um, global capitalism, stock market system of that it became dominated by American bankers. And of course there's tit for tat, but there's still is the ruling cartel. You get, for instance, in London the, the the stock exchange the the American money for instance the fiat currency it's not owned by America it doesn't print its own money it's the Reserve Bank that prints it but the Reserve Bank is private corporation it's owned by different people all over the world so whenever a dollar is printed in America you've got to pay interest on it everyone's got to pay interest on that. So if there's a billion dollars printed, there's X amount of interest that's paid to private individuals. Bankers that are in England, that um, some of them are Jewish, some of them are whatever. They, they are, you know, um, if you look at the owners of the Reserve Bank, you'll find that some of them are American, some of them are English, some of them are one, you know, there's a Jewish sort of bank that's involved and so forth, there's some Europeans. And they get the interest. It's debt-based. It's got nothing to do with any sovereignty of any nation. There are certain things that the DB want that hierarchy also want too, such as, isn't there, such as a unified planet? Oh, well, of course, but not the way that the DB want it. We want the opposite. I know, but, um, the for DB example, is... a single currency would make things oh, of course, easier. Of course, of course, but let, we're talking about the Dark Brotherhood plan, not the... Uh, well, I was just bringing it up because I was thinking of the next move and how... Any yeah, but you're still way ahead of me. Yeah, okay. So, what I'm getting to, and what you all have to understand, is that there's a plan. Now, you have seen recently, and we've all sort of um, we all now preparing for this, the housing and loan debacle. And before that, in 2008, there was a stock market crash in America. Bankers were bailed out. Actually, quite a few went to jail. About a thousand actually ended up in jail. But this time, zero, because now it's the proper Dark Brotherhood plan. Now, 
they're talking about in America the establishment of the Amero. What this means now, the Amero is the the fusion of Mexico, U.S. and Canada into one country, one currency. What the cartel now wants is the elimination of the America of the dollar as a currency. Which cartel? We're talking about the Dark Brotherhood oligarchy. So are they separate to the owners of the, of the Reserve Bank? Just think of it, when I'm taking out the cartel, yeah. just think of it as the super-rich billionaires yeah. that control the planet. That yeah. control. The reason I ask is because it would seem... In the Reserve Bank the is Reserve absolutely Bank. part of this cartel. Okay. It's obvious. Okay, so America, the Reserve Bank will just switch over from printing American dollars to Amero dollars. Well, it's not even so for, example, you know, for whatever that. It's um, a little bit more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. What you can see now happening, the US government is not in the least bit interested, not the slightest bit interested, in doing what's right and looking after its people. What it's doing is destroying the very fabric of their society. Every law, everything they do is aimed towards that. They're basically turning the Americans into slaves. They've sent off out of the country all of their jobs, apart from Walmart and selling Chinese goods. And the only thing they've kept is the military-industrial complex. They've imposed upon the rest of the world the ribbit of trading, which I won't go into, but allows them to steal every world's currency and therefore resources through derivative training. There's a few countries like China that will not allow this. And therefore China, (laughs) Brazil has just made a law to stop this and so forth. Australia did the same thing as selling off its jobs overseas. To a degree, but not like America. Like the the clothing industry. Of course, of course, of course. The whole Western world did it. Yeah. Um, And there's the reason why they sheer shit. Those that did it least are those that are actually solvent and those that are the most. Germany didn't do it, and good for a good reason. And we'll go into Germany later. Mm-hmm. Now, what you therefore get is that what America is gearing up for is civil war. It wants civil war. It wants to impose more and more draconian anti-humanitarian legislation. It wants a large portion of its population in jail. But you're not talking civil war where you have, like, the the old style, where you've got the North versus the South. Forget that, no. No, it's a um, state versus individual. No, it's not a state versus individual. It's the government versus individual via the police force that are militarised and the bringing in Onto the streets, the army. So it's almost like it's a, a guerrilla government that just knocks off individuals. They've already made that legal. The American government now can legally kill any American anywhere in the world. Mm. All that they need is the president to say yes to it. Mm. They've gotten rid of those laws. It's total martial states. It's a total criminal government. They've justified 
torture. All forms of torture now are legalized. And you even get the papers, the New York Times, now coming out for torture, legalized torture as a state policy. And because, of course, they've taken over those papers, the media. The laws, every law now that is, is coming, it becomes increasingly repressive against the population. Mm. They want to destroy the internet or the freedom of the internet. They're working at all the ways to do so. And we've got some countries like China and Russia already thinking in terms of making, you know, like Russia's announced it's going to spend $100 million to make its own web server to be you know, like Google because it really knows what's on the cards in America. You can't have the web being tyrannised by... Whereas China is probably more of an, a totalitarian ideal of, of doing it because they're very restrictive they, with their propaganda. That's right, and that's right. They, they've made them Google... It's more um, the opposite to... Yes, but they still want total control of their web. Mm. But it's different. China is a far more benign country than America. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it, you may be evil from one point of view, but right now it's a white brotherhood country compared to what is in America and what's happening in America. America is totalitarianism by stealth. Mm. And China is open totalitarianism. You know your enemy in America. Your enemy is now the government that disguises itself as a philanthropist when it's the complete opposite. And so what they want is the elimination of the middle class. Technically, from their point of view, they have something like 40 to 50 million people too many. And those 40 to 50 million people, which is the poor, useless in their society, can either be turned into soldiers to fight their wars for them, or to be turned into slaves in their prisons. They've made the law, of course, as they have in California, three strikes you out. Caught smoking marijuana three times. The third time you're caught, it's life jail. And it's mandatory. The judge has no way out of it. And one judge said it's hurt him a lot to see that a rapist got less of a sentence than somebody who was caught smoking marijuana because of this law. The Next to the military-industrial complex, the second biggest growing industry in America is the prisons industry. There are certain cities in the states buying, bidding against each other to have the next prison built there because it means jobs. The only jobs that are available, basically, apart from the essential ones, are beginning to be this when you say um, America has 40, 40 million too many people, is that something that you've read or that's been Look, outwardly asserted? That's the number of people presently on food stamps, 42 to 40. So let's make it 45 million people right. on food stamps. Mm. These are the redundant. They're the losers. They're not getting any revenue to the American government? At the Absolutely present. not. They need them to be turning around and making them money again. So the way to do it is either to put them to war or put them to prison. Only those two. That's just a clear assumption on their economic... That's right. They they need 
that they know how unpopular war is. They, you know, people don't want to go to war uh, and risk being shut up, certainly not on those wages. Therefore, they've got to make the economy so bad that the only job is working for the military-industrial complex, working for Walmart at $5 an hour. In other words, you can't live on the wages. See, what America is doing is they've eliminated the minimal wage. Mm. And the wages of the people working, you can no longer live on in America. They've got to have three jobs, work virtually around the clock, just to support themselves. And that's two male and female, you know, both partners working like that. Because this is the plan, jails and military. With the essential, you know, the people that have made it, the people that are, that are sort of in the um, media or, or... Better paid bracket. Yeah, better paid bracket, you know, doing essential service, the scientists or whatever, the professors that sold their soul to keep their jobs. Because, see, the whole educational system now has taken over. You can't, like the, um, the reporter that spoke out against Israel, she was a veteran reporter. I've, I've got her name now. Thomas was her surname. She spoke out against Israel and she was immediately fired. And she was, you know, something like 90 years old, 80-something years old, the most senior reporter, because she spoke out against Israel. Basically, it is... If you're in any of those positions now, whether you're in the working professionally, it's you tow the government line. You spew out the propaganda or you lose your job. So if you're an uh, academic, whether you're a reporter, whatever it is, and now they're forcing in the educational system the children to learn government propaganda. This is fascism. What we're seeing is the vine now to take over the world by these bankers, by these incarnate sources. Now, what you see of this housing and loan debacle is the... the This recently happened in America where people have lost their homes because of foreclosures which were based... um, on false premises. That's right. The deliberative, uh, the derivative market is based on this too, and um, where you have this thirteen point something trillion dollar bailout of the bankers all over the world because they all bought this toxic acid. Now the reason for this, this was planned by the dark brother to happen, because basically the logic is simple. When the dollar collapses, the billionaires need to have done something with their money rather than have it in dollars. And therefore, they buy out the assets of the population, namely their houses and their land, at dirt cheap prices. You understand it? Better than having gold, because gold's just a lump of gold. No, gold is the same, but it's better than having gold because you're buying out the assets of the nations of the world. Yeah, probably. Wherever this housing and loan, wherever this toxic um, assets were, in the country that it is in, the billionaires then, which is the billionaire bankers, end up with the houses. 
So it's like invading a country. It's like invading a country without having to use any army. It's brilliant. You end up with the, you end up owning the assets of the entire country, and it's not just housing; it's industry, it's manufacture, it's everything. Companies. So when the dollar goes down the gurgle hole, these billionaire bankers own everything. They don't care what the value of the dollar is by then. It's all in their hands. By far the fast assets of the world. Yes? Of certainly the industrialized world. So that's step number one. You can see planned to plunder the middle class of their assets. And you can see quite clearly that the governments, especially America, we've gone to Europe, Europe's a, a, a mixed bag. America and England are just buddies, right? They're brother and sister in this. Now, you look at, therefore, the, the, the reality, therefore, is Obama's not in the least bit interested in saving people's homes in anything to do with making a workable economy because the assets of the country have to be bought up by the billionaires. And not just the country, every other country. That will allow them to get in there through derivatives, financing, etc. Um, market manipulation. So all the laws of the country now are there just to bail out the bankers, just to allow the thieves, the they call it crony capitalism. That that speaks of itself, right? It's not capitalism. It's it's capitalism for your crony buddies, mm-hmm. the swindlers of Wall Street. It's all illegal. And now they even talking. The government is even talking because they found a loophole in um, the repossession of the mortgages mm-hmm. in America. So the government is now planning a law to make it retrospective to stop the foreclosures. So the foreclosures can continue, in other words. Oh, really? Yes, they're going to make that illegal. Goodness. What the the people, the the, the lawyers, and all of the the people of in so America are trying. So you've got no to, chance to save your home. You've got no chance to save your home because the billionaires want it all, and the government is working for them. But even if it's on false premise, it's pure swindling. Everyone knows it, but the government is on the side of bankers. They're now talking about bringing this law. And nobody can stop it, um, because the Senate is controlled by the billionaires, by the So in these cases where um, these loans were foreclosed, even like one, the, the big example mm. that they gave on the, one of those programs was that the guy paid for his house in cash. Mm. How can they take that away from him? He already owns it, yeah. obviously. I mean, how can they get away with this? Well, I don't know. I don't know the exact thing of that particular case. Mm. But um, obviously he was it was taken in and probably he could get his back because he paid for the case. But what they would do now in America, you pay for something in cash, where'd you get your money from? Mm. You've got... See, the law in Australia is you are innocent until proven guilty. Mm. The law in America is you are guilty unless you can prove you're innocent. So if they say that you got your money through drugs, mm. then they can repossess everything you own. Your false teeth, your fillings, your house, your car, everything. It's all can be confiscated from you. They just have to claim it. They don't have to prove it. You have to prove it. Mm. 
Do you understand? There's a case, for instance, of somebody paying cash, going on an airplane, mm. and he was arrested because he had approved where that money came from. Really? Yep. Because he didn't use a credit card. And he was only going to Las Vegas, he said, to gamble. He was arrested. And that's America now. The, the difference between Nazi Germany and Stalin, they, they had a state apparatus to spy and had people spying upon each other. They've got that system now in America, but they've got all the modern spy mechanisms as well. Computerized. Yes, your phones, everyone's using. Now that's that's a mechanism now of of tracking everyone. Also, well, the money, the computerized money system, is a method of that. Of course, everything because they know that where you are and so forth. So you understand that this electronic surveillance is big, big business, and the third biggest, fastest growing business now in America is private spying agencies. Right, there's something like a hundred thousand new jobs have been made in the spying industry. Right. You can see the way it is. The takeover of the, the mass media. The um, getting people to spy upon us. I was watching uh, yesterday and uh, Mike Rivera was talking and um, he was talking about how women... You can get arrested in America if you spank your child, if you discipline your child in public. And that will take that child away from you. It's that bad. Everyone is frightened of everyone else because of the fear of terrorists. You could be a terrorist. Anyone could be a terrorist. Death will spy upon your terrorists. Yeah, but spanking your children's got They've got laws against that yeah, in America. Yeah. So it's a capital crime. They, they brought that up in Australia. They mm. wanted to make mm. it yeah. um, illegal to spank your children. Fortunately, the, the people... Uh, yes, the people in Australia are sensible. Mm. But in America, they might. Well, they actually it. allowed a, a referendum, mm. whereas they obviously don't give referendums in America no, for no. these decisions. That's right. So the people get caught stuck with these total heinous crimes, mm. right? And because they want to impose, and all these countries wanted, these Western countries, is fascism. Mm. They want to control everyone's lives under the guise of terrorism. And, of course, there's false flag operations. The bus bombs in, in London were false flag operations, just the same as 9-11. Mm. So you understand this. So what it's obvious, therefore, is that the mega-rich, or just use the term cartel or whatever you want, are now planning to eliminate the dollar. It's quite simple because they're buying up everyone's assets. Gold, it doesn't matter. They'll buy that up. And when the time comes, that's trillions of dollars that the Fed, the American Fed, is printing up now will just be released. You can see already the dollar is falling and it will continue falling until you get some time and then maybe one year or so or two years away, hyperinflation. Mm. Right now we've got stagflation, as it's called. And also now they're building in America these FEMA camps, F-E-M-A is the acronym. I don't know exactly what it stands for, but basically they're huge concentration camps. Modelled on the Guantanamo Bay. That sort of thing. thing. It was actually modelled when Hurricane Katrina happened. They built one of these for that because they were frightened of rioters 
looters and all of that. So the first thing they did was build that and put people oh, into geez. prison. Yes. Rather than get out there and feed people. That's right. That was the first thing that they did. But they're building them in America because they're looking soonish down the track massive civil disobedience. And civil disobedience in America is not like civil disobedience in Australia or in Europe where people don't own guns on the whole. Mm. In America, there's 250 million guns. It becomes a civil war. It becomes a civil war. It's a suburban civil war. But the way I look at it and the way the... I was going to use the term Politburo, which is um, it's not correct, it's for communism, the um, cartel or the, the oligarchy. Oligarchy, we use that term um, for this ruling elite. This, the oligarchy in America want that because it's mainly poor attacking the poor, right? And that's uh, generally the sort of model that politicians want, is yes. to set up a situation where they fight amongst one another and then they can continue... That's right. The you know, oligarchy have figured out that there's millions of unwanted people in America, mm. right? They need to be eliminated one way or the other, throw them into jail throw them into the army or get them to shoot each other or get them to commit suicide because of economic woes because of hunger lack of jobs so civil disobedience will and it's being planned for in America and when it happens there will be civil war of the urban poor against the rest but the government will bring in militias, private militias, and the army, mm-hmm. plus the police force, which is brutal and has been brutalised for decades. Why do they have a private militia? Well, you have to understand that the very rich have their own guards, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the private militia. Mm-hmm. Right? They have their own armed guards. They're allowed to defend property, private property, and believe me, some of the poor people that actually do have guns will figure out it's the rich that's the cause of all of this and they'll go gunning for them. Mm. But mostly they'll be shooting each other, they'll be robbing up, they'll be robbing the, um, the local neighbourhood stores to really pause anything for um, food or for whatever's in the cash register. They're disorganised. Anyway. They're disorganised. And they'll be met by a highly ruthless highly trained police and SWAT militia SWAT style thing um, the CIA already has the, already has the power to enter any home at any time they don't need warrants or anything like that to take your computer or do what they want it's a fascist state totally and then there's no it's just disguises a democracy and so you can see what's being planned and this then will then allow the government to make even more draconian laws because of civil disobedience. <laughs> They'll confiscate the guns. And you can see why Rivera, etc., are anti... You know, what they want the gun laws because in the end, for the average population, that's the only safety valve from their point of view. You go into my home, I shoot you. I don't care who you are. <laughs> That's um, the attitude of many Americans, mm. right? And especially the middle class that have been 
disempowered that have lost their homes. They've lost their homes, but they've still got their guns. They can be sure of that. You mean like they'll have to shoot the people trying to evict them? Yes, that sort of thing. So you'll get more and more of this. You'll get more suicides and, of course, complete control of the internet. The fact is that the government, the oligarchy, know quite well that the only thing that's stopping their plans now is freedom of information on the internet. They've blocked the freedom of information in every other direction but the internet. And the internet, of course, all the big servers for the world are in America. When America, the government finally says, cut the internet, they can do it, but then for the rest of the world. So are we really only... Um I mean, this, this ship of fools is only held together by the fact that the guys who own the servers were a bunch of hippies that made it big during the Silicon Valley explosion. Because yeah. otherwise it would be the yeah. bankers who own those companies. That's right. If it was somebody like Bill Gates, every aspect of the internet would be copyrighted. And everyone would be paying... You, we wouldn't be paying the little bit for these little servers. You'd be paying, you know, masses... And there'd be some more super billionaires on this planet because of the internet. So yes, because it was these hippies that had idealisms that were hierarchy, it became free. And of course the university said those two together. Therefore free information, free feeding information from university to university. Yeah. That was the basis. Yeah. But now they need to control it. So what you see therefore is it leads only to one direction, and it's war. You can see what's, what's um, in plan for America. They want to dissolve the borders between Mexico and Canada because they have to spread this oligarchy of theirs, this cartel, into both directions. They can't have a socialist Canada. And you can see quite clearly that the money supply, this mountain of of dollars that they've printed and they continue printing. Um, it's a mountain. It's incredible number of trillions of dollars when they will just flood the world. That's why people are buying gold, even though there's technically a recession on. Mm. Normally in recessions, gold goes down. It's only inflation that gold goes up. That gold is doing the, right, the normal thing. But is it's, that right? Okay. Yes. When when money becomes worthless, everyone buys gold, mm. which is inflation. But in a recession, it means depression of currency, right? A recession is when things basically hard to buy. People don't have a lot of money. Mm. But the gold is also recessed. But it's going the opposite because thinking people and the big bankers know what's happening. So everyone's offloading the gold as much as the dollars as much as possible. The problem is America; it's the international currency, and there's virtually every country in the world is up to the ears in American debt in American dollars. So they're exchanging that for they can't. Gold. They can't. They have so many billions of dollars of American dollars. Mm. They're frightened of it devaluing every time it say if it's a devalued. 10% and you're a billionaire so say if you own $100 billion which is easy for a country to do suddenly 10% of that 
is lost. Think about it. 10% of your assets is gone. Over 10% of American de- de- devaluation. That's what's happened so far. And it's going down. Mm. Right? So every percentage rate for you and me, it doesn't matter. But for countries, it matters a lot. Um, to suddenly lose ten uh, ten billion dollars, twenty billion dollars every time there's a ten billion. Yeah, that's that's if they only they merely own one hundred billion. But what about China? It owns one point four trillion dollars worth of U.S. money, right? It's a lot of money. Suddenly, it's four hundred million dollars or something. That's um, <laughs> yeah, one hundred and forty billion dollars. It's suddenly lost. In, uh, anyway, it's it's. Phenomenal. So the thing that they would be doing, though, would be turning those U.S. dollars into something else, such as minerals or gold. That's what they're trying to use that money to. to That's what they're trying to do, and that's what China and all these other countries are trying to do. They don't want to flood the market too fast with dollars, Mm. because they have to somehow get out of the dollars. Mm. But how to do it safely? Gold is one way. Silver is another way. Resources, right? Oil is another way. And um, buying people's assets. America is very smart. What they did was not allow China to buy assets in America, and so China is forced only to buy dollars. <laughs> anyway, you won't go into it all. So that's the reason why it ends up with so much money. But if China dumps the dollar, then suddenly the dollar inflates. So you can see what billionaires are working at. They're actually working at this, aren't they? They're not frightened of China dumping its dollar. Because from their point of view, China hurts itself. And they are being prepared. But think of all the people in America. What happens? They've got a bunch of dollars in their hands. And suddenly they go to Walmart and the shirt that they used to pay for five dollars because it's it's cheap suddenly it's five hundred dollars and next month it's five thousand dollars and the food that they need to give to their children on the table now is unaffordable only people that are growing their own food and they will be raided with gun-toting individuals looking for food this is what's on the brink in America Uh, on the brink in any country where the dollar is king. Mm. You understand? And you may be there, you hippie, growing your vegetable patch and thinking that you're safe, and all of a sudden there's somebody over there that's desperate with their guns. They come and you're dead. Your vegetable patch is raided and that's that. Or you're extorted. Yes, you're extorted. Whatever. Or you've got your own guns and you've got a shooting match. (laughs) But you can see the problem, and this is what we're risking in that country. I mean, it's an extreme representation, though. You have to sort of admit. Oh, yeah. You're giving an extreme. No, I'm not giving extreme. I'm giving the likelihood. There's one thing that can stop that, and one thing only, war. But when I say an extreme, I'm, I'm talking about regionally, like there's areas in America where that type of mentality doesn't exist? No, no, it will... From what I've spoken to Americans. Well, you wait, you wait until suddenly the Americans can't buy their food, they can't go to the grocery store, and their kids are starving. Mm. The great mass of them. 
uh, even those that got jobs, the few that have the jobs, um, and they find that their wages are not keeping up at all with inflation, not at all, nowhere near keeping up with inflation, because it's not to the advantage of the entrepreneurs, the bosses, to do so. Now, the oligarchy don't want complete breakdown. They want to control their population so that they can be used to be slaves for them, essentially, one way or the other, economic slaves. So the one thing will stop that is war. In war, then suddenly the whole nation becomes patriotic and, and um, they'll deal with all sorts of crap laid upon them. The, the, all the spy sort of mechanism that's been in place, the CIA then become the heroes and everyone's mm. spying upon each other. They all work for next to nothing because of all the propaganda that's put into them. And all the boys that surplus population put into uniform, made by the prison population and sent overseas to conquer other people's resources. And those resources by and large, are oil resources. America is 30% consumer of oil and hardly produces, it produces less and less every year. And what stops the entire problem with this is little all around there. You know, sitting on some of the world's biggest oil reserves and being in control, technically, of its next-door neighbour, Iraq, uh, which is also Shia. A big problem for the Americans. Mm. Now, we, we're looking at this American case. You can see what's being painted. In Europe, it's different. In Europe, you get much more resistance to this new world order of the cartel, of the oligarchy. You get unions have worked this out some time ago. And they've um, had their meetings. And they are planning a strike manifesto, like they've done in Greece. Um, Iceland has turned the tables upon the oligarchy altogether and now you know, put their prime minister to defend himself. You know, they put a suit against him. And they, they're trying to hound the uh, chase up the bankers that have done that to their country. But Britain is protecting them. Britain will not extradite to Iceland the bankers that have run from Iceland, mm. right? Because Britain and America are just the same, they're playing the same game. Basically, it's Britain and America against the rest. The Europeans have been taken for a ride. The problem with the Europeans now is the European Union. There's these countries in Europe are not anymore sovereign. Most of their laws now are from Brussels, mm. right? So they have to comply to the ruling of the European Union. And the European Union at Brussels, the parliament there, guess who's taken that over? Mm. It doesn't take much thinking that that has been taken over by the big moneyed interests, the corporations, the cartel, the oligarchy. There's only a few that um, stand up against them. There is one or two bright sparks, however, and one of them is Germany. I'm quite intrigued by Germany because it hasn't sold its 
labour overseas, it's jobs overseas, it's kept them. And matter of fact, it's very, very competitive, more competitive in many ways than China. It actually sells to China. And it's basically China and Germany are sort of neck to neck in terms of um, who's number two or who's number three in, in selling things to the rest of the world. Right? What the Germans have discovered is that so far they these hard-working Germans and, you know, they're savers, they're hard-working and they, they don't like to see their money disappear. Their savings disappear to bail out Greece, to bail out Spain, to bail out Italy. It's not what they're working for. They are patriotic after all, they're German. What I think will happen, sometime down the uh, track, the next big bailout, the Germans are going to revolt. The next big um, banker bailout thing, uh, when another country goes down, the Germans say no more. And all they can do then is break away from the European Union. When they break away from the European Union, then it's the end of the euro, as we know it. It's gone. Will it, or will it just be um, the, the mark and the euro? It'll be the mark and the euro, but you have to understand the Germans are the bankers for the euro. Mm. The Britain has retained its pound. Switzerland still has its own currency. And when Germany goes back, it's no longer controlled by America. It's no longer controlled by the oligarchy. It'll kick out Merkel and um, put in somebody who's nationalistic and is thinking for themselves. They've already sort of stopped predatory bankers from raiding the, the country's reserves through derivatives trading. But um, doesn't Germany have a historical problem of if people um, appear to be nationalistic uh, since Hitler's period, oh, there's this, a great fear of nationalism. No, 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 that, that's right. But it's not so much the great fear of the revert of national socialism, mm-hmm. but they are nationalistic. Mm-hmm. But what they have learnt is that when they look around and they begin, and this is the population, begin to see this Nazi-style, this fascist Nazi-style government, especially in America, imposed upon them. They have enough memory of the rise of Hitler to see exactly the same methodology being used again upon them. This time I think they'll resist that. There was this, that type of Nazi indoctrination, the way the country was manipulated then. This time, this is their reincarnation. I think hierarchy have got Germany online to rebel because of self-interest, what I call national self-interest of the German people. They don't want their jobs go down the gurgle hole. They don't want to have a fascist dictatorial government anymore. They live through it. Certainly not the East Germany Germans either who saw communism and lived under that. I think that's going to be the saving grace. So it'll be like the Germans and then the North Europeans, the Swedes and all the rest of those ones working with Iceland at that hole. So it'll be, a, in a sense, the Ger- Germany will be displaying a type of national um, instinct of self-preservation. That's right. And that's one of the things that's going to throw a spanner in the works of of um, Britain and American cartel mm. and the powerhouse in places like France and, and the like. 
the looting of, of the resources. However, yes, the euro will collapse also. I don't know how far, but it will. It must, because the banker, the power, the money bags is suddenly sort of pulled out of that system. Mm. And when Germany goes, I'm pretty sure those Nordic European countries will also go follow, follow because you know Holland, etc., because they've got social conscience. But wouldn't it just be a, um, a financial or an economic disaster for Europe to have to re? Of course, issue a whole new currency in every country, especially for these failing countries. No, what may happen is that the the euro may survive. The countries that still want to be part of the European Union will regroup and keep the the euro, but the um, but the, its value will go down massively. That's mm. what I'm talking about. Um, I still expect the European Union, but Germany and other countries will leave. France, I think, will be. I saw. I had an impression of. Sarkozy just being absolutely depressed, suicidal because of what's happening to France as a consequence. Mm. So what I'm now um, getting to, I'm just trying to paint a picture that war is necessary for this ruling oligarchy. America must invade. It's because there's a number of countries that stops total world domination. China, Russia, Iran... Syria, Venezuela, North Korea, Cuba. Yeah. Why do well Cuba and Venezuela? They're rebel countries against America, but they don't exactly stop. Oh world no, domination. no, no, no! They do massively because they stand up. For themselves. They stand up for themselves, and not only that, they've got now Peru on side. Brazil, one of the BRIC nations, is becoming a, a, a superpower in its own right is now becoming much more like Venezuela in their thinking. They're converting. Mm. Um, the only thing that America's got is got their drug war. And they're in Colombia right now between Peru and Venezuela, making sure that that's militarised, and a basket case, a nutcase, because of the American military presence there fighting this drug war. Wherever in South America have used the drug war to, to destroy South American countries. Um, military bases and so forth. No, no, Venezuela has to go, and, and you know it's one of the great evils because then America can get all South America back. Not one of the great evils. You mean um, Venezuela has to go because it's the great obstacle. Yes, and not only that, Venezuela's got lots of oil. See, yeah. it's it's the oil thing, and it's a very good friend of Iran. So right now, the uh, Chavez of Venezuela is in Iran talking to. Because of these problems, and America has been sort of you know, demonising Iran and trying to turn China, etc., against Iran. It just hasn't worked. It's turned Europe against Iran because of, uh, despite and, and destroying European self-interest. But it can't do it with these other countries. And the problem now is then China is waking up because America now is starting the war games outside China and the Spratly Islands and things like that. So the, the Cold War is now revving up between China and America. The difference is that America is a debtor nation. It's um, $1.4 trillion in debt to China, and China is, a, is the creditor. It's got the resources. And so how this plays out when the war, financial war really starts happening between these two nations is going to be interesting to watch. But what we're seeing is that these are the countries 
where hierarchy have got their that's their move you see the black move trying to paint the picture for you to control Europe to strip the resources of Europe and to control Europe through NATO and the financial cartel and then to America's already a nutcase it's had it and then to take over the world through militaristic means every country that, that resists must be taken over militarily if they resist financially so the thing that I've been looking at, and one of the reasons why I'm here, not so much in France, but in Europe, and why I'm not in England, because England is part of this horror story, is the fact that hierarchy have to have a ace in their back pocket for Europe, to save Europe. And that has to be Germany, as far as I can see. It's got the Nordic states, but they don't count too much. And of course, Iceland is really one of the aces. And the second ace is the union opposition. The people will not take the media brainwashing so much as they've taken in um, America. They allow films, documentaries, for instance, to be shown nation, you know, countrywide on the 9-11 and things like that. Oh, there's a really good German documentary on this. Oh, okay, so it's one of the best documentaries. Yeah, you mean Germany allows yes. such stuff. Yes. Yeah. So the, the press is far freer. Mm. But England, different story. Yeah. So you see, therefore, the hierarchy have to play their cards. And their cards is we, it's our little group in a sense, we're being centred for the religious portion of it, like to give the teachings at the right time after all this happens and we can do our zapping on the inner realms. But the real cards are a few of the groupings in America. They've got aces in America, such as these bloggers and um, their organisations. They've got the 9-11 Truth Commission and things like that. The uh, last march that they had on Washington was a disaster from my point of view. Um, because most of the speakers spoke to re-elected Democrats, mm. which means they just totally missed the points. They're idiots, in, the, in other words. And they can only do one thing nowadays, unless they want to be totally taken over, and that's work for independence, independent parties, and united independence. They need a third party, mm. like they need in Australia. Which like, basically like is growing in Australia. Like is growing in Australia, centre around the Greens. Yeah. Well, we lost the Democrats because they failed, and now yeah. we've got the Greens. That's which right. Is better. That's right. And so you can see that there's these types of hands that hierarchy have got. What hierarchy wants also, and they've allowed this black move because it's necessary. Because what is necessary is that all these sheep, that um, like in America that have been brainwashed by the governments and that have been including with them because of their selfishness must be educated as to what happens when you're really selfish. If you want that pie, you want to be the part of the pie, you're promised the pie, a part of the pie of the super rich um, and all you have to do is do such and such and allow such and such laws to be enacted unjust and so forth because you want to be like them, well, here's what it is like to be like that. You lose your house, you lose your car, you end up on the streets, um, impoverished in tent cities um, as slaves because of your selfishness. 
they also can see now the way they're being stolen from by the bankers. The great masses can begin to see, they can add up, that they are losing their jobs, they're losing their pensions, they're losing, you know, being paid more, have to pay more taxes, they're losing their services, they're losing the infrastructure of their country, so that multi-billionaires can be given more hundreds of billions of dollars, there's something wrong. Your dad can see it, everyone can see it. Right? Are you implying, Godot, that these ruling elite are, as well as being tyrannical of their own account, mm. are also acting as agents of karma to teach the individual? Yes, yes. Hierarchy always so used the dark... Allowing that yes. as, as a mechanism for the small individuals to learn that what such is wrong selfishness to is actually evil. evil. That's right. And this is the effects of the evilness, is the oppression and suffering that you'll experience. That's right. As a consequence of that power in the people's hands. That's right. And if you give away small liberties and you allow the fear indoctrinators to take away your liberties and to um, make you spy upon others and so forth and you allow a police state to manifest, you're going to suffer. Your family is going to end up on the streets. And you will be able to dot the causes, join all the dots to see that the causes, because you voted and you allowed this to happen because you're too busy with your sport and watching and reading your girly magazines and trying to make money on the stock market um, or whatever it is, rather than being vigilant over the way you're being educated and so forth. So this is hierarchy's hands. The masses of people have to really understand as much as it is possible the way they've been taken for a ride, mm. right? And this is the Dark Brotherhood. You can see now, as far as this game goes, this Dark Brotherhood game, they've already won America from my point of view. America has already sold out. It's, as Max Kayser said, dead. It's just a carcass. Because um, the population, apart from the few, you know, bloggers and um, radicals um, they basically sold out and they end up sort of probably end up in jail or having to flee the country in the end but before that happens as I said there will be war that's essential for the Dark Brotherhood plans now the problem is here in Europe for the Dark Brotherhood they don't have the power anywhere near they have in America and also the same goes in Australia they don't have that power they have the power in America and England, but not in Europe. And the main reason is because people are much more informed. They are much more unionised. And they um, have such things as uh, free university education and things like that. You know, it's free. Medicare. Medicare and all the rest of that. So they have a lot of rights. And they've worked hard for their rights. And they're not going to give up those rights easily. Mm, such as the extension of the working yes. period. So um, you have, for instance, when there's 3 million people demonstrating in France alone and a population of one quarter of America, and you don't get a fraction of that demonstrating in America, and they should be demonstrating it continuously in America, then you can see the problem. Here in Europe, the those that are bringing these policies of the European Union and none of these people that are elected in our, the parliaments in Europe really want this because they know 
that they're going to be kicked out of office. There's no ifs and buts about it. They, they're manifesting really unpopular policies that it's going to kick them out. And also in Europe, you've got the Greens and these alternative left parties and also radical right-wing ones that are going to get much more power. It's not as clear-cut as in America. I'm hoping that this union movement here in Europe is a little bit more sensible and don't turn violent, but they put a lot of their effort not just in street marches, but in propaganda, in education. If they don't educate, they're going to get nowhere. If they go violent, they'll have a police state. And I um, think that's what the um, Dark Brotherhood want in Europe, is union violence. So it goes on the streets and cars are burnt and fighting with the police. That allows the governments to produce draconian laws right, and so-called rescue of the peace. And that's what the Dark Brotherhood want. And if the unions are sensible, they won't go that far. They'll demonstrate, they'll get the people on their side 100% and through the right education. And then elections come. They get rid of the current bunch of no-hopers and start to elect people who will stand up for their rights. Now, so Europe is much more of a battlefield for the dark versus white, even you know, in terms of control of the masses. Um, Europe is uh, England, basically gone, and America is already dead. Australia is similar to Europe. Right. Now, so you can see, therefore, with the American, the Hydra in America now, the oligarchy there, the ruling oligarchy, it's all military-industrial complex. They've raided the resources of the world as much as they can. They've bought up industries and people's houses en masse, right, on a phenomenal scale. You know, you think 20 million people have been dispossessed of their homes in, in the US alone, and um, the bankers have got it all. Right? Mm. On a phenomenal scale, all that they need now and what stops their plans for total worldwide domination is these countries I've mentioned. This means war. And they have to go to war. And therefore, the true runners of the government in America are planning for war. And of course, as we well know, the American, the $700 billion America puts into its armament, into its ships and planes every year, is printed money. It's what it gets free from the rest of the world. It doesn't have to pay anything for that. Every other country has to pay for their planes and things, not America. It's got over 800 military bases now all over the world. Wherever it can put a military base, it's got it there. They've ringed Iran, they're ringing China with military bases. Billions upon billions, and, and wherever they can't put a military base, then they bribed the country. right? Or they invaded, like they did of Iraq. And that's the reason also why Israel can do whatever it wants. It can kill X number of people on, on, on total act of piracy 
according to all international laws. Kill an American citizen, invade ships, kill people on international waters, and America lets them. Well, make up excuses for them. Would certainly veto any United Nations sanctions against this total act of piracy and international murder on, on international waters. But if any other country did that, see how quickly America would scream and those people would be in jail and that country would be sanctioned to the nth degree and would have to pay hundreds of billions of dollars reparations. Well, it would be a decree of war to to act like. That's right, but not when it comes to Israel. And the reason why, of course, is that Israel and America are total one country and America needs Israel for its war plans in the Middle East. Therefore, it's given, not only does America give Israel $3 billion of free military assistance per year, it is also now put into Israel another $800 million worth of stockpiling of arms and things like that, just in case Israel goes to war and it needs all that weaponry there. It's phenomenal. And none of you are probably really watching, understanding the significance of what uh, I showed you yesterday, the picture of Arjmenadab sort of in Lebanon, and how the whole population rose to greet him. But what probably everyone would miss is that this is a major political statement. Mm-hmm. Lebanon now is totally in the Iranis' camp, whereas before it was Western. The Westerners were dictating to Lebanon what to do. So it's up to standing within the Arab world of Iran. It's um, now quite clear in whose camp Lebanon is on. So there's only Jordan and um, Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Which is... um, Oh, well, Egypt and so forth. In Egypt, still pro-American. Well, they have to be, because they're fascist. Mm -hmm. They're um, monarchies. Mm -hmm. They're not democracies. Anyway, we won't go too much into that, but what I want to see now is that the front line for the war is now happening. The war ahead of us is not that far away, because Israel is itching to go to war. It always has been. It cannot go to war alone. America, up till now, has not been yet ready for war. But you can quite clearly see it doesn't want full civil uh, war on its own front. It's not really what it wants. It's got to actually go to war before civil war. And we're talking about massive civil disobedience happening with people of guns shooting each other and wrecking houses, burning, you know, and things like that. And the army, it doesn't want really its army on the streets in America. Mm. It wants its army over somewhere else. And also the army itself could become radicalised. You never know when some son of some that's in the army whose um, parents have been dispossessed and now in a tent city takes their parents' side in the whole thing and and turns their machine gun against their superiors. Mm -hmm. So America is frightened of its own army. It's got to be nationalistic fervor overseas. All that pent-up frustration and anger of the Americans can be directed to another country. Mm -hmm. 
they've been trying their best to demonize Iran, but unfortunately they've got a hierarchical plant there, a hierarchical initiate, which is Ajinadan, who is such a good, eloquent speaker, and everything he says is spot on and correct. You know, he's been on American TV many times now, and for all of these, you know, the corporate media sort of giants um, trying to trip him up, and he turns everything against them. And so it just shows them for fools and for what they are through the eloquence of his words and um, his logic. He's got two PhDs. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. But I don't think that that stuff actually goes out on the American it, media. It doesn't. It goes out to enough. Mm. Yeah, when you... Oh, when, I, I mean like on CNN yeah, or... For sure, it doesn't Fox go to News. them. But when you look at the number of hits to his speech, when last time I looked, which is only the day after, it was 100,000. Mm. You know, and it's probably 100,000 worldwide. But you probably find that it's much more, and there's newspaper articles and things. It, it does get out to quite a lot. But he is mainly talking to his Arab audience. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Who's mm. <laughs> <laughs> <He was> listening? <laughs> and in, his, in the Arab audience, and that's the reason when you look at that turnout when he went to Lebanon, he is the big hero. Him and Erdogan. They're their own leaders forget it. They just... They know them just to be puppets of the Americans. But he's the hero. And so what um, hierarchy are now planning, this educational process, you can see from the hierarchy point of view, their white move, from their point of view, is the proper education of the masses as to what happens with selfishness. You'd be selfish, you end up like one of these bankers where you're just totally brutal to everyone. You can rip them off, you can send people out on the streets and poverty and don't give a damn, you'll still take their houses and you'll take the candy away from children. That's basically what they're seeing that these bankers are doing. Mm. So the education is, is now well established. It just takes another fiscal bailout, which is just around the corner, or the monetary crash, which we're talking about, for the people, the masses in the Western world, to be totally fed up. At this time, war must break out. America will say yes to Israel once it's prepared, and it's been prepared itself now. It's got its bases, its military bases, right around Iran. What's pissed America off, I'm sorry to use this particular phrase, massively, I mean absolutely through the roof, has been the resistance of the Iraqis. They never expected that to happen. They thought it would be just a, a, a piece of cake, a, you know, um, lose a few hundred American soldiers, blow the pace of the smithereens, bring in the army, and take over the oil reserves, and basically be treated as liberators. Instead, they were attacked and attacked and attacked. And and the other thing is the resistance in Afghanistan. They want perpetual war there. They need the long war but they didn't expect it to be like this. And at such a great cost. So the problem is NATO allies, this war is exceedingly unpopular in Europe. Are you asserting what you think the government's view or the, the rich um, power manipulation? What's happening... The money, the no, money no it's what's happening is that increasingly NATO governments are saying, this is it, we have to pull our troops out now. Mm because our population is sitting unpopular. We'll lose our governments if we don't do this. 
Because the money men are still making money, so they're oh, not yeah. unhappy about it. They're it's not unhappy the, about it, but... It's the public view um, yeah. for the politicians that it's a problem. For the politicians, and in Europe, the, uh, the politicians can see each one of them, they're going to lose their jobs. Mm. Um, not only that, if it ends up like the Iceland a prime minister, they could be sort of facing criminal charges. Mm. Right? If Iceland can do it, why can't another country in Europe? Mm. And that's the reality for, for Europeans. And these, um, none of these politicians wants to end up in jail. And it's quite possible. Any one of them. Yes. Right. And the fact is, once Iceland, this prime minister is going to court, he has to face charges. And there's all sorts of subpoenas. They're going to trace the money and what he did through evidence and witnesses. And they have to trace the banks and what they did. And where all the corrupt webs go, that's all going to be put up into the open in Iceland. And the whole world can see this. And then people in Europe are going to say, what about our country? What about our people? They're not immune from this. You understand, so yeah, because Iceland's mm. not a European country. It's a European country. Is it? Oh, of course. Oh, I didn't know it was part of the Union. Sorry. Oh yes, it's a European country. Absolutely, it's always been Europe. I'm not too sure in terms of. I think it is European Union, but anyway. Well, that, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, is it yeah. a Europe? Is it part of the Union? I'm not too sure. Well, I think so. I think so, but they're prosecuting for mm. sure. But it will be an example for the European countries. Yes, absolutely. It is already an example, and you can see that the European Prime Minister, etc., parliamentarians, um, can see that the writing is on the wall for them unless they can't play this American game properly, the way the Americans want them to, the way the Americans are pushing them to. Mm. And also you can see the Netherlands are already taking their soldiers out. The last soldiers already left Afghanistan, and others are following. Sweden's already said, no, we have to take our men out and so forth. And one or two generals, NATO generals, have said this is a stupid, you know, unwinnable war mm. uh, publicly and things like that. So what you can see, therefore, is this is the big headache for the American thinking. So sometime this war must go. What America really wants, it's already got its rings, uh, its bases. Um, Israel's already been fully defended with its Patriot missiles. They put the Patriot missiles in all the American army bases and they needed the aircraft carrier. Basically, you need one in the Red Sea, one inside the, the Gulf, one outside, and outside of the Straits Hormuz, and one outside Pakistan. Technically, only two are necessary. One inside the Gulf and, and the other one outside. And then any time they can say yes to Israel and war will happen. And then that is hierarchy's ace. Why is that hierarchy's ace? Because from then onwards, hierarchy's planned, worked out the karma. So that Iran, who nobody gives much of a chance of standing up against the Americans does remarkably well. Mm. Absolutely stuns the world. I seem to get getting mm. this impression of, of the Iraqis uniting with Iran. That's what will happen, and, yes. And um, then the Iranis being able to use that force as well. Yes, uh, into that. that's right. The Iraqis and the Pakistanis and the um, Afghanis. Afghanis. And suddenly you've got... And, of course, the ace that hierarchy have got 
It's Turkey. Turkey is going to go into the side of the Iranians and then Gaddafi will go in. So you've got um, a defeat for Israel and America in the Middle East, which nobody imagines can happen, least of all the Americans. Right. So it's um, a unifying of, of the Middle East. And that's right. And also then, what we've seen, of course, is then the green zone will be invaded, quickly overrun, uh, but to be overrun in such a way that they capture all the CIA documents. I'm pretty sure in our visions we saw the Iranians, once they've um, entered into the base, they put poison gas into the tunnels and they just gas the soldiers and, and before they get a chance to destroy all the evidence. And it shows then to the Middle East and to the rest of the world all of the American dirty dealings, especially to those Middle East and then the um, Arabian, Saudi Arabian rulers, kings and princelings, they get arrested and thrown in jail and a new regime happens. That's the end of that particular phase of the war. What you're seeing is that once that war starts, hierarchy then plays its hand, its ace. And its ace then trumps the American military ace. The black card, um, it trumps, it it's, um, eliminates that queen. Because what Hierarchy have got in their hands is the counter strategy of all the karma. Every one of those cities, skyscraper cities in America, has been paid for in blood and in the resource stealing of, of South America and Africa and so forth, all the countries that they've stolen all that from. And that must be paid back. And it's just a matter of when. And likewise with Europe. So the karma must be given out, and the karma will be given out the way that hierarchy deals its hand. And so, in other words, the war is, is, you know, the DB want to start the war, but once they start it, they have no way of controlling the outcome. They do have a chance to control They the do outcome. have a chance to control the outcome because of the complexity. The problem is the use of nuclear weapons. Mm. For instance, um, America could use nuclear weapons right from the start and obliterate all Iran. End of story, right? Mm. But um, it can't do that because then the whole world would turn against it. Especially considering that America's been saying, yes. <laughs> we're, we're trying to stop you guys from producing nuclear That's weapons. right. got to play by certain rules of the game, mm. right? Israel can use nuclear weapons, but it's the same thing. They've got to play rules of the game. Israel will use nuclear weapons, but America will use bunker-busting weapons, mm. which are limited nuclear weapons that are supposed to kill things under the ground. And, of course, all their depleted uranium, which is nuclear war. Mm. The problem now lies is how much will Iran be supported by Russia and China? In the think tanks, that's the question. And right now, you've got the Cold War really hotting up between America and China. The money war is definitely on, and the military war has already started, right? And it started over that false flag sinking of that South Korean ship. Mm. That was the beginning of the Third World War, mm. right? The first stone that was thrown by America. Mm. So from then onwards, it's Russia and China which did not buy it against America and America's allies. Of course, uh, Australia will always be one. Then we get that whole series of catastrophes we've been uh, discussing in our war scenario. 
to the end of it all when we get the re-emergence of the United Nations and all the stuff that we are working for with our religious view. So, as a great thinker and a member of hierarchy, what would you, how would you advise European leaders or anyone? I mean, if you had the opportunity to advise these people with the foresight that you have. Well, we'd of course sort of um, tell them to start working for the people and not for the bankers. It's as simple as that. Put the bankers in jail. Yeah. Get rid of them and don't work with America. And that would be the end of any concept of world war. Really? Oh, yes. Considering that you, it's unlikely that anyone in America would have ears for you, considering that your only chance of delivering any information to anyone would be to those who are partly already quite hierarchical yeah, in their thinking. Just, just understand this with regards to this war. Right now, America is incredibly in debt. It's all about debt. Mm. Wars <laughs> make a lot more debt. Mm. Right, you've got to borrow. America's up to over its neck in, in borrowing. Um, it can't afford to borrow more. It's looking at war in order to inflate the money it owns. See, <laughs> I, I, I'll go borrow back. No, I, I'll go back to this. All these countries. They have borrowed from America, or have bought from America its debt, right? They hold this US government bonds in, in terms of trillions of dollars. And what China has is $1.4 trillion of American debt. Mm. Now, what happens if suddenly there's hyperinflation? That $1.4 trillion disappears very fast to $1.4 million in terms of its value. That's the way America will get rid of its debt. Release its money, and then there's war. How do you release your money? You print it. You print $20 trillion and you flood the market with it. Yeah, it's hard to imagine how you flood a market if like, people either have to spend it or yeah. own it. Or it happened in Weimar, Germany. Do you want me to show you the stamps? Yeah, I know what... America um, will do that. Yeah, I, I can see that the, the numbers are on the thing, but it's like, do you mean... I mean, you either have to get large wads of it and, and sort of... You just get the banks to release the trillions of dollars they've got. Look... To uh, who? To people. Right, so I've got 5000 bucks in the bank. You're prepared to give me another 5000 by releasing it? I don't get it. How Look at it. it. It works this way. Yeah. You've got 5000 bucks in the bank. Yeah. Now, you're going to have to buy a loaf of bread. Um, they'll make it so that your loaf of bread is going to cost you $20 to buy next week, $40 to buy the week after. Yeah, but I still have to get the money somehow. They give you the money. They'll raise your wages. You're going to demand because you can no longer buy bread, more wages. So you're going to be paid instead of $100 per hour or whatever it is, you're going to be paid $10,000 an hour to buy your bread. That's how it goes. Yeah, but from what the earlier instance we were discussing was that the income in America isn't going to go up. Those poor people, those poor beggars over there are still going to be working three jobs and they're not going to be getting... They'll be still be working three jobs, but it's going to work like this. The three jobs can no longer get them bread on the table. Mm. So the government's going to have to increase money supply. So it's going to make 
allow the or, or make it so that the people that, that are paying them pay them more because those people also finding that all this other stuff that they need to buy has suddenly risen in value so more money floods the market but the status quo stays the same the people that are earning at the bottom working three jobs to subsist will still be working three jobs to subsist even though they're now earning ten thousand dollars a month instead of a hundred right just all stays the same and that's inflation and when that happens or a hyperinflation when that happens suddenly um, you're going to the bank you know to withdraw a million bucks which is the equivalent of 10 bucks now but your overseas people Mm. your creditors right suddenly they out of pocket because they're Hundred billion dollars now is worth. So the government does it on purpose to um, to kill other countries' monetary value. That's right. That's why it happened in Germany. That's why it happened in Germany Germany. because of the First World War. The German that they lost the war, they were asked to pay a phenomenal amount of repartition. Mm. Right for that war, they had to pay back enormous quantities of money it, it bankrupted Germany it kept um, everyone unemployed and the only way Germany could pay that money was by inflation okay. right they inflated their marks until it was worthless and they paid off their debts with the worthless marks and matter of fact Germany only last week finished paying off the debt it owned to the rest of the world from the First World War. <laughs> and the same will go for America. So who, who do they owe it to, just the other European countries? The European countries, and Britain, all the ones they fought against. Yeah, America, right. Britain, sort of um, France, you know, Belgium. Lost. Yeah, because they lost. Germany would have done the same, you know. It had won. So they lost, they have to pay. And they have to pay for the entire war. That didn't happen at the Second World War, did it? No, it didn't happen at the Second World War. America actually looked at Germany and looked at Japan. They uh, actually assisted those countries to become super industrialized nations. And that way those two countries became indebted to America. And that's the reason why they still are indebted. That's the reason why there's still American bases at Okinawa because of that debt that Japan has to America. And that's the reason why there's military bases. How does it exist in Germany? Military military bases are still in Germany. I've mentioned before, Germany is housing a whole bunch of American nuclear weapons. America's got army and air force bases run by Americans only in Germany. That's the payoff. But not just Germany, of course, all of Europe. So, you know, they're very crafty. Anyway, you can see that the hyperinflation is essential, will happen. America's got to pay off its massive debt, and it'll do it that way, at the time it goes to war. Because it needs a different type of currency to pay its soldiers. Fun, isn't it? And we can see, as I can see also, um, some crashing of the euro and 
also some crashing of the Australian dollar as a consequence. And this is what we're talking about, the bank holiday. When all this is happening, when the day that banks decide, tell everyone that they're not trading, and it'll probably last for two weeks or longer, then you know that the American dollar has gone the way of the data. <laughs> and that's when there'll be panic buying of gold. Panic buying. Everyone will want to buy gold. But nobody will have gold for sale. Unless on the stock market or in... in people of paper gold will be pulling up their hair and jumping off bridges or jumping off their high sky rises. And people with physical gold will be laughing all the way to the bank. You understand. That's the time and it's one of the reasons why you know, Mexico and everyone else and why the gold market is going straight up is because anyone of any sort of sense can figure this out, what I'm telling you now. Mm-hmm. that sometime America is going to have to pay up its debt by hyperinflation. It's just a matter of when. And when hyperinflation hits, you don't want to be holding American dollars or euros and probably not even so many Australian dollars. You want to be holding hard assets, um, namely silver bullion, gold bullion, platinum, diamonds, whatever, stamps, You know, living on your own land, farming your vegetables, because suddenly, when you go to the shops, your eyeballs are going to drop out at the, how quickly those prices rise for staples. They will shoot up. And the average Joe Bloggs watches TV and football is just going to be caught with... You know, you understand the scenario. But it, it sounds on the one hand, though, that the hyperinflation is is just some sort of joke, a farce for the people inside of the country. Of course, it's a, hi- it's a it farce. It doesn't mean anything, it just means a whole lot of zeros. No, it means more than that. It means a lot of people committing suicide, a lot of people on the streets, and the government will probably have to make a different type of currency. Yeah, but you were extension. saying that the only way that they could do the hyper, or not the only way, but... We're talking about America. Okay, but in Australia or wherever the hyperinflation happens... The way that it happens is by flooding the market through mainly income. They have to first get the money out into the people, and that would be to raise the incomes, wouldn't it? Well, of course. Um, does the food prices... Food prices go up first. People then demand that their wages keep up with the no, rising... an immediate shock. Immediate shock. People uh, want to be able to feed their children, therefore the workers start to rise up, unions will start to scream and so forth. There'll be marches on the street, they want higher wages. They get their higher wages. The government will give them that. Mm. They have to. And the higher wages then always spiral as the higher wages are trying to keep up with the prices skyrocketing. Thing. And that's hyperinflation. And um, that's the way that America can get out of its debts. That's good, isn't it? So they're printing money like crazy. The billionaires are buying up everyone's assets like crazy. And gold, and believe me, that's the, the one reason why gold is going up is because the billionaires are doing this. Um, and silver and all the rest of it, the, the commodities. And you see that the housing market collapse was engineered by billionaires. They want to buy that house so they can get out of the American dollar. Everyone's houses, everyone's businesses. They want the stock market to crash because then they can buy stocks, which is the business of all those companies mm. at uh, nothing next to nothing, right? Uh, what they call pennies to the dollar. 
So this is ahead of us, and it's not that far away. There's no desire whatsoever of the American government to look after its people in any way. It's only interested now in... Big corporations and the people in government who end up as the CEOs of those big corporations ending up buying everything. And that is fascism. Um, That's what it's interested in. There will be some uh, people, you know, scientists and teachers and some other people that are essential for the economy to keep on going. They'll keep their jobs and the rest will lose it. And imagine, see, what's happening in America is this. As the value of the dollar drops, right, it's plummeted by 10%, and then it's going to drop more, that means that right now, say, they're heavily invested in goods coming from China. So American exports are much cheaper, but imports suddenly become enormously expensive. Mm-hmm. Now the people in the world, on the whole, are hooked into buying their. Uh, I'm not talking about you and me and you know, others, but on the whole, they're hooked into buying these cheap Chinese junk imports. imports, and whatever else is cheap. What happens if that stuff suddenly becomes twice as expensive, three times as expensive because of the crash of the dollar? Well, it's not only the um, cheap imports, but the fact that it is cheaper is what gives everyone in the West their higher standard of living. Mm. Because either those imports become really expensive or the profit threshold changes. Yeah. So what will happen, therefore, is all of those things are going to become more expensive. When they become more expensive, it means inflation. Mm. So you get this stagflation of falling everyone, all the countries are sort of wanting to make their their dollars worth less and less, Mm. and then you'll get hyperinflation. Mm. One produces the other. Mm. And that's what what we're going to see in the world. The less stagflation is, the the less that the countries resist this tendency to make their dollars, their currency fall, the safer they'll be in the days of hyperinflation. You understand that? Mm. So what we're praying, for instance, is the Australian government keeps on doing what it's doing, keeps a strong Australian dollar, as strong as possible, because sometime that American dollar, uh, the the, the rug will be pulled, it's going to fall through the roof, through the floor or whatever. And uh, likewise, if every other country that's trying to keep their currency low, apart from those countries whose countries are naturally low, whether it's China or India. It's always been low compared to the American dollar. They're not going to suffer much. It's um, these other countries that are forcing their countries to go down and down and down. Those people are going to suffer because their imports of all the things that they're used to buying suddenly become very expensive and when they become more and more expensive, there's hyperinflation. Now, it's okay if you've got a good industrial base. Mm. Or you've got something like Australia, where you've got natural resources that you can sell to the rest of the world. Australia will be loving mm. this at yeah. the moment. The gold is mm. just pumping out of there. That's right. Suddenly it's worth a lot more. And the iron ore and things like that. Mm. But if you're a country like America, who's sold all of its jobs overseas, don't have 
an industrial base left anymore and is relying heavily on this adrenaline of cheap things flooding in from overseas. You can see what will happen to the population. But they have resources. What resources? They don't have enough. They have resources, but not like it used to be. Mm. Uh, their industrial base has been destroyed. Mm. It's gone to China. It's gone to Indonesia. It's gone to anywhere but America. The resources is military industrial might. And that is war. they only gearing up to war. That's all. And you can see also, you can see that there's going to be a lot of deaths. Suicides, people dying of poverty, and gun fight related deaths in America. Mm-hmm. And you'll see some of that in Australia, but depends on this particular equation. You let your dollar sink too far, you're going to suffer in hyperinflation. Okay, so this is why we've bought gold. And this is what we're trying to protect ourselves from. And this also necessitates, therefore, growing some vegetables a little bit and having some tins of safely safely stored staples that people like eating, like soya beans or mung beans or whatever that um, you've got there that um, won't um, destroy, be eaten by anything that can keep for a year or two, just to ward against hyperinflationary tendencies of currencies that will happen. Mm. I think um, all the Western world are going to get caught away with inflation of some sort or the other. Mm. And the only safeguard are these commodities. And for that reason, you know, I need a little bit more gold in Australia, uh, here in, in Europe, as I said. I'll buy some more when you give me a transfer and I'll, I'll keep up with the stamp thing because those are my two hedges. Mm. The other thing, of course, is... Unfortunately, you know, we've discovered now that we can buy gold here cheaper than in Australia, much mm-hmm. cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometime, if need be, I could go to Australia and say hello to all of you guys with some gold in my mm-hmm. pockets from Europe because that will probably the plane fare will probably have paid for itself that way. Mm-hmm. So there's a, another thing for us to think about later. It depends on our um, and our thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's um, the gold is already skyrocketing up, so the longer we think about it, the worse it gets. Mm. You can see, therefore, this the plan now of this um, dark brotherhood is clear. I hope I've made it as clear as possible to you and, and to everyone. And the counter-strategy of the white hierarchy is also quite clear. Um, it involves information to get out. It involves mass education. It's not just financial education. It's then next step is education as to what happens when you allow your governments to go to war. Mm. Mm. Well, we can put a bit of an addendum on later tonight if we need to. Yeah, and of course, then the third um, thing is the fact that it looks like more gold one has and silver. Don't ever forget silver because that's the little currency you need for exchanging with poorer people.